We are here to answer your questions about classic minis, about life, about anything. I think we're going to have a really good time tonight. I, I always try and say, don't I, that uh, my channel is about getting rid of the black art of, of, of working on minis. For, for me, getting the minis, it was... Uh, I had a newer Mini of 2007, was um, one of the, the BMW Minis, it was a Cooper S, and I found out about classics. I'm like, you know what, that's that's what I want. That's what I want. There you are now. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Amazing. How did I get into Minis? It, it, it's something that just kind of happened from just one really good friend of mine asked me to build them, and I said, yeah, I'm doing nothing this weekend, I'll do that. Man, it's funny how quickly yeah. things can change. It's awesome to, to have so much uh, really good, fun chat with you all. And yep, that's the best part. I'd really like to make this a, a regular thing. Thank you to everybody again, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everyone, and uh, you know the drill. Enjoy those minis. See you guys on the next one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode. Hello, all. How are you? Welcome here to what is going to be our new monthly feature. Hopefully, we are coming so, yeah. through loud and clear right now. Uh, if there are any sound issues, go ahead and let us know now in the live chat. We'll make sure to get those ironed out, but uh, get started here. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully I have a new mic set up, so hopefully I'm a little bit clearer today and we won't have any feedback. Cole has got his AirPods in, so we are making this happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I suppose, do you want to uh, tell people a little bit about what we're doing, Cole? Or, um, yeah, absolutely. So this? so this new show, um, which we are calling Let's Talk Shit with Paul and Cole, um, Paul Hickey from HRE, uh, that's Hickey Race Engineering, and of course me, uh, Cole, uh, from Classic Mini DIY. Um, this is going to be an ongoing, uh, every month, uh, live stream that we're going to do together. Um, we're going to talk about cool topics, things that are going on in the mini community, car community, going to share some cool facts, and then of course, the end of each episode, we're going to be covering a Q&A section so you guys can answer, ask any questions for us to answer and hopefully we can get any sort of mini issues you might have ironed out. Um, how, how was that, Paul? You think that was a good enough intro? Yeah, yeah, I like <laughs> it. I like it, yeah. I'm just going to chill out over here and listen to you making it all happen. Um, <laughs> as always, I suppose, um, I suppose uh, this is only possible in fairness because uh, Cole has been so gracious as one, the host, and two, uh, one of the tech guys who has sorted all this out and made it happen. We have our beautiful <laughs> intro video there that just rolled, which in fairness, we have to give a bit of credit to our, our famous video head, Billy, who did that little edit yes. for you guys to watch at the start. So thank you very much, Billy. He'll be in the chat here. Uh, yes, sure thank you, Billy. Uh, if he can get his head into the room, he'll be able to, to do that. So yes, thank you very much, Cole and Billy, for making this all happen. As usual, I just, I'm going to hang out here and talk loads of shit, and uh, everybody <laughs> else is making it all work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we want you here, Paul. We love the shit talking. I mean, that is exactly what this show is about, and it's about having a good time and just good, good, good. learning, but also just talking crap. So, all right, cool. Um, 
Today, we, for our first episode, we are going to be covering and talking about electric or EV classic minis. I'm very excited about this. Um, it's something that's come up in the mini community quite a bit over the last few years. Um, and there have been pretty cool uh, kind of updates and things coming out this year. Um, and it's interesting to see where this might go in the future. So, yeah, absolutely. I am... Um... Uh, Cole, you you put this topic to me uh, during the week and said let's let's do this. And um, I've been on my laptop over the last while uh, doing some research, so I actually have something interesting to say about EV Mini <laughs> because honestly, uh, it is really new territory for me. I mean, I completely yes. understand the principles and how they work and everything that is about them. But yeah, I I I I, I see it in my feeds all the time, pictures in my Pinterest and. Uh, my Instagram, my Facebook feeds, but I, I tend to look on it as a, oh, that's interesting, not something that yep. I have actually delved into. And I have to say, looking at all this stuff, wow, this has grown exponentially since the last time I think I did any looking at it. Yeah, it's it's quite mind-blowing. Um, I'm in the same boat as you, so don't worry. Uh, I, I have, it's always been that thing that's like, man, I'd really like to do that. I'd really like to think about doing that or learn more about it. But it's always been like, well, but I have this A-series engine and I really like that too. And, and so it's, it's always been on the back burner. But um, with everything that's popping out and, and, and all the new stuff that's been, been coming out these years, um, I think that it's a good, good time to start talking about it or at least start learning about it. Um, it's uh, yeah. Whether we like yes. it or not, I think it's going to be some part of our, our future, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, I've had one or two of my customers over the last sort of year, I suppose, who have um, given some thought towards it. And I haven't steered them either to or away from it because really and truly up until very recently, there's just very little about it. And I think, you know, we're going to talk about the, the sort of kits that exist out there now. Um, but I think it, it, it really is only in the last year or two that that has actually be, been something. Up until that, I think EV has, uh, with a Mini anyway, has always been something somebody has done at home pretty much and has yeah. modified something it else. Kind of work. like oh, I went to the junker and found a Tesla that had been crashed and then kind of like retrofitted the engine or the, I guess it's, it actually is an electric motor um, yeah, yeah. and uh, retrofitted that or found a, a Chevy Volt or I don't know what kind of electric cars, if you guys have different ones over there. Um, well, but, I just seen actually in the comments there, somebody mentioned that somebody in their club had an electric mini uh, some 20 years ago and it had milk float motors so yeah that's very that's interesting that's really yeah. interesting yeah i, I wonder uh, what batteries it had <laughs> i'm sure they were enormous lead acid <laughs> batteries or something oh i love your trailer what's what's that for is that for you when you go click no that's the batteries that's yeah that's that's basically my fuel tank <laughs> oh my gosh well, I have some pretty interesting photos. So I'm going to share uh, a few shots that um, Volt EV um, released recently, which is, I think, pretty closely integrated with, um, with specialist components, um, either the sister company or I don't really know, um, but there's okay. definitely a lot, a lot of cross-mogination happening there. Um, cool. 
That'll be, um, yeah, I, I have looked at some of the specialist component stuff over the years and, you know, I've actually built one of their 16 valve conversions here for a customer. And, you know, they definitely are an organization who is always at the cutting edge of what is happening in the the scene. And um, I suppose, you know, minis being what minis are, um, this this is definitely cutting edge, I think. Um, that, Absolutely. That, that, that car on its own, I absolutely love that wheel and arch combination. Yes. <laughs> it's the only yes. thing not about electric motors, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're sitting here looking at the car like, oh man, those wheels are neat. The grill oh, looks They're there. amazing. <laughs> it has electric motors, guys. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but those uh, seats, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's something like kind of uh, retro, I, I don't know how to explain this because I'm, I'm not, not a design person, but like a retro futuristic vibe, like what people totally. thought the, what the future would look like in a car. Um, and uh, I, th I think that they, they hit that nail on the head, like the DeLorean or something like that. Oh, there's a very interesting comment that came in there. Uh, the electric motor uh, that was coupled to a mini gearbox. And I actually went digging mm -hmm. for pictures of that um, this afternoon when you and I were having our kind of preamble chat to see if I could yeah. actually find that. Uh, and it caught my attention. Yeah, steampunk. That's a very good uh, uh, term for it. Um, I it caught my attention a couple of months ago, and for no other reason than there was a mini rocker cover sitting on top of the motor, and I was scrolling down <laughs> through my feed, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, what? Something's not right there." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it's yeah, interesting conversion that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to see how people tackle the conversion because so many of these these motors they're either direct drive, so you have like basically a single speed, um, you know, mm. electric driven single speed motor, or you know that one that you were just mentioning, which is like coupling it to an old engine or old A series gearbox. Like, mm. is a I, I, so you still require motor oil? I guess I don't know. It's it's interesting to change gear. Yeah. Yeah, and like, is there a benefit to that with electric uh, electric motors? It's 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 peculiar. You know, I was I was thinking about things I wanted to say um, on, on, on this topic, and the one thing that actually came into my head was exactly that. I I love the actual idea that it could still have the mini gearbox and the clutch setup because I think you would retain a lot of the sound of a mini then. Um, yeah, yeah, that's actually a great point. Yeah, and and I think that is something that is very specific to a mini, the sound it makes when it drives, and I think mm -hmm. losing that could certainly, um, I don't know, I think it could just, um, I, I, I think, I, I don't know how to say this right, um, but it could <laughs> silence the charm of a mini. I think that's exactly yeah, what yeah, silence the charm of a mini. Yeah. So there was I, I in doing my research on this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the screen share and, and share with you yeah, guys yeah. a little bit different one. Um, this one, this next mini, this next EV mini is really a kit. Um, it's made by a company okay. called Swind E, um, and it's on the topic of that that uh, you know kind of retaining the charm um, or at least a classic charm. Um, so it. While you're doing that, I just want to say uh, to Maria Bourne, thank you very much for the super chat. Um, and thank you very much for the lovely comment. That's very nice. Yes, thank you, Maria. I really appreciate that. Um, means a lot. All right. So 
Swind, uh, Swindon, or in this case, uh, Swind E. Whoops, forgot to turn on the share. There we go. They sell a complete oh. kit for the Classic Mini. Um, and so you can kind of see it has this similar uh, look and feel of a Classic mm. Mini gearbox, at least the outputs for the drive shafts. Um, kind of funny that they still yeah. didn't match the size and length of the drive shafts, but you know, I'm sure there was a reason. Um, yeah. But uh, this kit was watching a review on it and the the woman who was driving this said that weirdly this in this motor um provided a ton of noise um which is oh. uncharacteristic of an electric uh electric car you know you have this you're so used to like okay it's going to be silent but mm. Mm. this direct drive motor is loud it's it's got its own kind of electric charm and she said that it kind of brought back the classic charm of a mini um you know that's one person's oh, like opinion but yeah it's kind of cool well we were talking about earlier on the guy with the milk float and the electric motor and the milk float they always i don't know if you guys ever had those in in the u.s but the ones that were around here always had this really um uh, actually kind of akin to a mini they had this very specific kind of noise they made i don't know what hmm. style motor they were uh, i think they were an induction motor but i'm not not 100 sure on that but they made this really very distinctive whine when they accelerated which um you know i can see how that would bring charm into into a mini um I, i'd be interested sorry actually uh, just to go back on one but we can kind of jump back and forward on these um the um the ev the the sorry the e-volt one um I, I I had a little bit of a look at that, but I can't really figure out. Um, is it like a um, is it like a Tesla motor kind of thing, or is this some sort of a creation of their own? I don't know if you figured any That's more a, on that. I think I found I found to be I, I got kind of in the same place. They didn't have a mm. ton of information, yeah. even like specs, speed, none of those things that I could find on it. And I think it might be because it is kind of one of their own design. I can okay. imagine yeah, that yeah. they're probably going to be, you know, releasing a kit or something because, you know, every company that's doing these is kind of out to at least make some money off of them, I would bet. And okay. uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but I think it's more in the, in the prototype phase for that one, at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the, the Swindy um, kit, as you were saying, yeah, it has been nice. Is that a gearbox or is it still kind of a single speed thing? So that one is a single speed, it, single speed gearbox. So that whole thing that I was showing um, a moment ago is the motor and the transmission together. But yeah. what's interesting about the kit is you go look at the pricing and you're like, okay, this kit, it's actually, it's pretty expensive. It's about 8,800 pounds or about 12,000 US dollars. And wow. you look okay. into the details of that and it doesn't actually include batteries. So you, if you want to get oh. batteries on top of that, the batteries do live above that electric motor in the in the okay. um, in the engine bay, but it brings the price up pretty substantially to almost twelve hundred pounds British pounds, or about two uh, twenty thousand US dollars. It's wild! Ooh, wow! Yeah. yeah. Wow, we that is expensive. I I haven't seen any figures from Evolt or Vol Volti um, yet. Um, as to what their kit is probably going to come at either. But um, uh, interestingly, I did uh, show you or I, I talked to you a little bit earlier on about the electric mini Netherlands uh, conversion. 
Um, and the, the, I just clicked on their website today, actually, and had a little bit of a look around on it and almost fell straight off my chair when I seen the yeah. price tag, 19,000 euros. And I Holy was like, moly. So for, for, for the, the North America viewers, that's probably about, about you, you said it was 19,000 or 20,000 I think it was just nearly 20,000 euros. Yeah. So what's Oh my that? God. That's so that's like, almost $30,000. There's a lot and, of money. <laughs> yeah, GB pounds, it's kind of going to be 17 or 18, isn't it? So yep. like, mm -hmm. wow, 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 wow. Like, I, I, I have to think, and when I see numbers like that, you're going to do a lot with a, with a petrol engine still, even, you know, 16 valve, that kind of conversion. You're going to do yeah. so much. Like, you're going to build a Mini pretty much, uh, you know, a complete brand new Mini with that kind of engine tech for that money, like. And you're going to have a lot more range than sort of, you know, oh. 200 kilometers, you know, a lot more range. And arguably, I think it, well, I don't know, because I don't know the reliability of these electric motors, but in terms yeah. of, you know, serviceability and things like that, finding parts for uh, a series is probably a little bit easier, I would guess. Um, mm. And like, I don't know, for 30,000 US dollars, I think you could. I mean, you could basically get any, almost any generation of a mini and yeah. with an A-series running in quite good condition. So, oh, totally, I don't know. Totally. It's, I just seen a, a, another comment coming in there from Classic Mini Culture. Thank you very much. Um, 30K, he was saying, is actually mm. looks like it's a more realistic price for the Netherlands conversion. Now, look, I, I didn't spend any time looking at the Netherlands conversion. I, I, I just went on their webpage and had a quick cruise around and, and read their stats. And I have to say, their mm -hmm. stats is kind of good, like charging time, four mm -hmm. hours, you know, um, 100, mile, 100 kilometers an hour, like 60 miles an hour, and, you know, um, you know, a range of, they're saying more than 250 kilometers. So, you know, in EV terms bad. for a Mini, it's not bad. Like, you know, that is not bad. Mm -hmm. But wow, 30,000 euros. Yeah, Woo. yeah. 30,000 euros to not, to not be able to go over 100 kilometers an hour is actually, it, it almost feels, it, it makes me feel a little bit weird. I don't know. I, if, if I'm going to yeah. do an electric conversion, I definitely want it for that torque and that, like, mm. unbridled instant torque and power, yeah. you know, and... And uh, if I can't, it's maybe good. that's why they, those folks use the original A-Series gearbox. Maybe it helps get up to those higher speeds. That might well exactly be what it is. And I was, you know, like you, you hit on a really good point there of, you know, if we're going to sell this conversion to, to the future mini enthusiasts, like mm -hmm. you're going to have to have something, you know, like so far, you know, even, you know, the two of us being petrol heads and and sitting here what is going to get you and i off our fence of petrol headishness to, yeah. to 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 go this road and you know i i'd be a willing enough candidate to have an ev mini because like mm -hmm. I, I i'm a tech head as well and i love tech so you know to have yeah. something cool and unusual and you know i live very near the city center of dublin so you know, a 250 kilometer range on a four hour charge means I could go in and out to the city easy 10 yeah. times, like, you know, so <laughs> like, yes. But I mean, if you, if you hit me up with 30 K, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think that we're definitely in those beginning stages, you know, the early mm. production stage of these things. And, and um, there was someone here, Drew's page mentioned that, uh, that the price, he doesn't have a doubt that the price will come down as the scrapyards start to fill up with EVs instead of petrol cars. And that's a really good point. The, uh, mm. But, you know, the, the range piece that you're talking about, you, the difference with an EV, and it's something that I have to kind of frame my mind around is that, your car is always assuming that when you get out at home, you plug it in, you are always going to have a full tank. So you're never going to be in a situation where you're like, okay, I've driven somewhere, I've driven home, I've driven another place, I've driven home, and I have no more battery left, or at least it's probably going to be a little rare, because you're always Mm going to be plugging it back in. So you always have full range from your house out to a different place. So yeah, um, Yeah. you know, it's a different frame of mind. Yeah, look, I think um i think if the price was wasn't such a big stumbling block then a lot of the other stumbling blocks would be easy to push over you know like yes i get that there's an argument out there and i completely feel it like i think eving a 61 cooper s would be crazy i just yeah I it kind just of hurts me yeah i just don't see any reason why we should do that because i think we have a duty as uh, the group we are to make sure that people remember what history was. So I think that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. But then we also have a duty of care to not only the environment, which is something that is close to my heart, uh, but also I think we also have to make these vehicles live on as well. And that's going to be critical. And as petrol changes, a comment came in earlier on um, which really um, tricked my mind. And they were just talking about uh, the introduction of higher ethanol fuel. And I know on our last um, chat, we did bring this up about fuel hoses and stuff like that. Yeah, but there is gonna, yeah there's going to become a point when ethanol it, it, it will be so, so at, at such a high value in fuel that you're going to have to do some very drastic modifications to your A-series carbureted engine for it to run like. That's a really good point. I mean, getting these these older engines that, I mean, it's one thing if you have an MPI or an SPI that's already got fuel injection and, you know, you just only have to modify it a little bit to make it, you know, a little bit um, to get it to run, you know, ethanol or, or high content of ethanol. Um, but these carbureted engines are not going to have the same ease of switch. I mean, you know, people are going to have to run a return line and they're going to have to switch to some sort of throttle body injection um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting period of time. And I think there's a lot of room for innovation there too. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing things that look like a carburetor, but actually have like an injector in them or something. So you get that old look of a carburetor. Um, um that company, and I think they're an American company it, um, that does the throttle bodies that are like a Weber, and I'm not even going to try and yes. because I'm going to make uh-huh. a bump of it. Is it like Genevieve <laughs> or something? To that? Yeah, I think it's it's Genevieve or Gen, Gen, Genevieve yeah. or something like that. Oh, I'm glad you're um, struggling with it too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can always rely on me to struggle with, with random <laughs> names, words oh. and names. Yeah, me worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a quick uh, hello go. to uh, Adam Campion. Hello, Adam. Uh, ah, another yeah. uh, fellow YouTuber of ours. <laughs> so um, there is something that I was thinking about, though, and it's it's on the topic of 
which cars you would do an EV conversion to. You, you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned it with that 61. And it's like, I almost get, I already feel kind of weird about big major engine conversions in older cars. Um, you know, if, if you're butchering the car a lot in order to make it work. But like Adam. thinking about folks who are swapping over a, an original Cooper S or a Mark I body shell to an electric motor, um, and uh, it, that's, that's kind of scary. I mean, like, it, I don't know. For me, I would personally be purchasing like a heritage shell or something like that because then you get like something brand new and you can kind of make a mini. Um, totally. And, uh, you know, um, I can see that there may well be a place in the uh, upcoming years for new body shells to come back online a bit like happened yeah. with the Volkswagen Beetle where there could be a complete oh, new production mm-hmm. run of, of EV minis and I think that would be something I would really embrace because yeah, um, you know like wouldn't that be just awesome I mean I don't ever see it being a big production run and I know that one of their biggest single buyers is going to be safety isn't it because the mini you know sure. inherently is not going to meet modern safety standards the classic mini is not going to meet uh, modern safety standards but the, you know if that could be overcome or they could figure some way around that it would be very interesting well i think i don't know we have kind of different rulings around that safety stuff so if you if like a big car manufacturer like ford or or Chevy or somebody like that wanted to build a brand new car, they have to meet all those brand new safety regulations. But mm-hmm. companies who are not building the complete car um, or are falling into this like really, really niche spot of custom cars can get away with a lot of this stuff because they are building a custom car. And then in that case, it only has to meet you know much more relaxed rulings. And I don't know, maybe there's something that grows out of that in... Um, you know, the European nations or Australia or, you know, all these different places. Totally. And, you know, they're, you know, to, not to get all Greta Thunberg about this, but maybe <laughs> we need to, like, you know, encourage uh, motor manufacturer guidelines to, to, to be like, well, how are we going to get more buy-in to EV? Well, yeah. if, you know, if, like I'm thinking of me as a classic mini enthusiast. If somebody said to me tomorrow that for you know twenty or thirty grand I could go down to my local you know car sales lot uh, and and buy a new EV classic mini, that would appeal to me. I think um, it would yeah. appeal to me as as something I could be like, hmm, I could have an electric mini that was you know, with today's registration on it or something like that, you know, and it would be probably the only EV I'd be interested in buying right now, like, you know? So yeah, absolutely. So it looks yeah. like we got another super chat here. Um, and I, I'm not sure how to pronounce this gentleman's name. Um, maybe you can help me out. I feel like it's, it's Irish. Um, hmm. And uh, he says, hey, guys, loving the mini channels. Just wondering, would you do an engine conversion or an EV conversion? Um, okay, I'll let you take from, that first. <laughs> that is from a very definitely an Irish looking name to me, Dara. Um, so Dara. there you go, Dara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of uh, <laughs> lots of R's in there uh, <laughs> and H's. <laughs> um, Dara, uh, that is a really good question. Um, and thank you very much. I'm glad you're loving the channel. Yes. Um, 
Oh, an engine conversion or EV. Wow. Um, that I'm going to tack really onto that too. What kind yeah, of yeah. engine conversion if you did it's, that that route? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to just jump straight in here. Um, you and I, Cole, talked about um, the, the smaller Volkswagen engines, I think. Wasn't that mm -hmm. what we were talking about the last time? And, you know, they really, really interest me. But I'm going to throw one really far out there. What about something like a hybrid engine conversion? Ooh, that okay. idea. So hybrid engines are getting smaller and smaller. Toyota are doing some brilliant mm -hmm. work in that world. And Toyota seem to me to be, you know, seeing that as the next 10 years, I think, still. So Ford EcoBoost, yes, they're definitely a good <laughs> engine. Um, but... but um, um, yeah, imagine if we could do like a one-liter hybrid so that we could do electric a lot of the time if we wanted to, but we have the, the no range anxiety and electric and horsepower. Hmm. To be honest with you, that is pretty similar. And, and, and Kevin actually uh, stole my thunder with that one because the Ford EcoBoost is definitely high up on that list for me. Um, you know, we've got a lot of those here. Uh, and I think that I think at this point in time, I would probably be in the same uh, same boat. I would want to do a uh, more modern petrol engine um, conversion or a hybrid. That's a really cool idea. I had never thought mm. of that. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, that kind of conversion is definitely something I would lean more towards over EV, only because of overall support right now um, and ease of maintenance, all of those different things. I think it's just going to be a little simpler for now. For now, yeah, for now. And yeah. then when the price when the price of, of pure EV starts to come into the realms of reality, which let's just face it, mm -hmm. I mean, I think we can we can really safely say that thirty thousand euros on a mini right now is not the realms of reality. That is not your average mini owner has not got that kind of um no, cash kick around. Absolutely that's not. That's not what we spend on our minis. So I mean, also, people who are buying that are not buying it to, to drive around as much as we are either. You know, these are the same folks who are like, are, am I going to buy a David Brown mini or an EV mini or, you know, a Super Cooper or something like that? Something fully built, fully, you know, turnkey out the door. Yeah, look, I completely agree. I think the reality is, is that it, it you know... <laughs> That those conversions, and I, I, I have to say, big props to everybody who is pioneering these conversions, and and like we need you out there. So I'm, I am knocking it, and I mm -hmm. know anytime you pioneer anything, it's going to be hugely expensive. There is not going yes. to because you're doing one-offs, you're making one-offs. So, or or, mm -hmm. or even tens, you're still making one-offs in the world of car production. So. Yeah, I totally get that's why the price is where it is. But yeah, if we wanted to be if if we wanted to be able to just put our shoulders to this to the grindstone and say, yeah, look, we need to get on board with EVs and we need to get out there, it has to be it yeah, the the crunch is going to be more cost. affordable. Yep. Yeah. It, it always and it, it always boils down to that too. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh even in, in some of these like big environmental impact things and the the uh, you know, on a much broader political scale, you, it boils down to cost so many times, and I think we're in the same boat with the with the electric car conversions. Totally, I don't. I I actually think you know I do get I completely completely get the idea of people not wanting electric uh, motors replacing the A series engine in a mini because what would you do of a Saturday? 
you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have to work on the car. Switch like, it you on. Just, do you just drive it? Like what? <laughs> Who would just drive all, their car? We would have all these working minis and all these people just sitting around the place, not knowing what to do. Forums would collapse. You know, they, that would be collapse. it. What do we complain about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What would we talk about? All, all of those Facebook groups of, you know, my, my, my car won't go forward. How can I make it go? So, you know, it's <laughs> end overnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Uh, um, some interesting um, uh, stuff. I, I suppose we should say hello to a few people. So in fairness, Kevin, yes. um, you have been commenting away. Hello. Good to see you here. Thanks for joining <laughs> us uh, this evening. Um, uh, I don't Jamie know. Had a, had a pretty good question here. Um, any oh, YouTubers yeah? out there that are working on classic EV minis you can recommend? Um, oh. You know, that is a good question. There is a channel that I am watching that is doing an electric conversion, and for the life of me, it has escaped me. There's a, the, it's, it's like, oh, goodness gracious. Classic. If anybody knows, put it in the Car comments, culture, yeah. maybe? Classic hmm. car culture? Classic mini oh. car culture? He's in the chat. Oh, you're in the chat. Know. You're here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know if he's, he's the one or not. <laughs> I hope he's the one. Insert foot into mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're down with the YouTube community. We are. <laughs> we only watch our own channels. I don't even watch Cole's channel. I just it's not. It's not. <laughs> Wait, Paul, you have a channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't just hang out here, Cole. Um, uh, <laughs> um, is it you, Classic Mini Car Culture? I see you in the chat. Tell us, are you doing an EV Mini? Uh, we are very interested. And if it's not you, just say yes anyway if you have a YouTube channel, because people will go and watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we, well, yeah, that is very. Yes, yes, yes. yes. There yes. we go. Yes. Amazing. Well, go check out his yeah. channel. It, it is awesome. I'm not up to yeah. date. I'm, I'm probably two or three episodes behind right now, but I am definitely same. Very Absolutely in that the same. Yep. I'm. <laughs> has he got more than two channels? Oh, I'm so sorry. I am going to go and watch all of your channel tonight. If you have a hundred videos, I'm going to be awake very late. <laughs> my, my humblest apologies if i haven't seen oh, do you know what this is actually uh, we're, we're, let's stray off topic just for a moment and i i just want to put that out there right there is some absolutely excellent youtube channels out there that mm -hmm. are way 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 underrated i just want to put yes. that absolutely out there because uh, and not just necessarily in the mini scene um so let's let's give out to youtube for a minute <laughs> make mm -hmm. more people see more good content and um, it, it so is i mean i've been incredibly lucky uh, um, to have gotten good traction on youtube early doors and um you know thank you so much to everybody who who is uh, tuning in and giving me that traction but uh, it really does upset me when i see that and see such really good channels out there that i miss and then when i find them i'm like how am i not seeing this so yeah like yeah. how has this been flying under my radar yeah totally maybe that's something that we, we we will include in our um in our monthly chats let's give a shout out to to a good yeah. mini channel uh, or to a good like channel that. let's do that i think that's a good mm -hmm. thing so um classic mini like culture you are the first one yep like a channel showcase yeah i think so yeah alexa yeah. sorry my alexa turned on 
Oh, she wanted to do a classic mini showcase herself. <laughs> go, go, Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for Siri to jump on now in a minute. And, and be oh, like, don't you, Alexa. Name. Don't say her name. She'll know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, loads of other people's. Hey, Siri. Just sorry. Oh, terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, open uh, YouTube and. Uh, go to uh, hre <laughs> <laughs> all righty well, i suppose we should we get, get back on topic right yeah yeah get get back with the program man <laughs> so we are going to start a segment um as part of these live streams called uh well let me just pull up the caption and i'll let you guys see it as a motor effect and this small segment um after we talk about you know the main topic of the channel um, we're going to dive a little deeper into fun mini facts, uh, anecdotes, car facts, things that you know you might not know and are just kind of fun to learn about. And we, I think we have a really good one. Um, uh, I, Paul, if you want to start us off, uh, you can kind of go into our topic I of will. the evening. So I'm going to have a little laugh about the motor facts first anyway, because there is <laughs> a tiny little inside joke here, uh, which, you know, I'm sure he's going to get me on the next one. So I'm going to just have a go at him here on this one. So uh -huh. yeah, Cole um, has, uh, well, I think he's beaten me and I have a garage. So I don't know. Hey. Ah, no, that's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, on, on, a, on a group that we're, that both myself and, and Cole chat on a lot, uh, Cole uh, regularly tells us about how he's taking out his motor, uh, <laughs> which I think roughly translates into motor. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. We, uh, in the English-speaking world over here, call it an engine. But anyway. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and EVs have motors in them. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I think oh, that's no. enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I really like Cole, I swear. <laughs> um, okay. So a uh, uh, motor of fact this uh, month is going to be about EVs. Oh, sure. Oh, Amazing. Surprise. <laughs> And believe it or believe it not, that uh, electric motors are actually not new to minis at all. They aren't. Wait, um, so we, my understanding was that classic EVs or all of the stuff has kind of been a newer thing. Um, my, you know, big conversions, all this stuff's kind of been picking up because of the EV culture outside of minis, you know, Teslas and all that baloney. Totally, um, and uh, this all seems to have stemmed, and I'm gonna we'll go into a bit more detail about this, but it all seems to have stemmed back in the 60s um, in the UK, there was the Great Western Electrical Company, I think is the name of them. Uh, hopefully I'm getting that right. If I'm wrong, please correct me uh, in the comments, but it, it, it's, it's something of that, that nature, the Great Electric Western Company, did a bit of, um, I think it was like a challenge, I think, to the motor industry to, to see some electric vehicle conversions. And the um, first one, I think, uh, mini-wise was, in fact, a, I think it was a countryman, an Austin mini countryman. Yes, an and I went ahead and tossed up some photos that we found here on the internet, which are yeah. pretty cool. Um, 
you know, from from what I understand, there were actually two electric countrymen's. Um, one was a Woody, uh, one was not, and they had initially like a conventional A series engine in them, but they transitioned away from that to put electric motors in them with direct drive in the front wheels, standard carbon pile resistance controller, all this stuff that I don't really know about. I'm just kind of telling you guys what I what I read. Um, and uh, it's it's pretty interesting stuff. I mean, and this was, you know, in the in the what, late 60s, early 70s. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty ahead of its time. Yeah, so it looks like, yeah, the first one was uh, commissioned by, uh, or, or well, it was obviously commissioned by this Great Western Electrical, uh, and they got the, um, I think it's AEI in Man Manchester produced this uh, all-steel mm -hmm. uh, countryman, and they put in a, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pretend that I, I'm, I'm not reading this off this sheet of paper that's underneath me here. Now, <laughs> 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 this is to jog my memory because I can't even oh, remember yeah, yeah, what I did course. this morning. That's what it is. I mean, it's nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, oh, back in the day, um, back in 1964, when uh, I was <laughs> rocking around. No, so the, yeah, it, it basically it had um, a big old electric motor in it, and it was running some absolutely colossal. I was really surprised. 96 volt electric motor uh, system that was in it. <laughs> Better not touch um, those wires. <laughs> yeah, um, you would have a bad hair day that day. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Here's a photo of that, that electric motor too. Oh man, looking into that engine bay, this really got me interested because I was like, what is all this stuff on the sort of, well, what would be the driver's side of that car on the inner wing? I was like, what is all that? And then when I looked a little bit deeper, and they actually controlled the speed of the motor with pulse width modulation, which... I had no idea that was even a thing in 1960. That that blew my mind. Um, so yeah, because pulse width modulation is a thing that we are using now. So if you if you've bought yourself like a really cool DIY, you know, um, Dewalt or you know Milwaukee or one of those uh, electric drills, um, mm -hmm. there'll be like a, one for like a hundred dollars or a hundred pounds, and then there'll be one for like two hundred and something or three hundred and and one will be, it will say it's, you know, a brushed motor, and then the other will say it's a brushless motor. Well, the ones that are brushless motor, they use pulse width modulation as a way of controlling the speed of those motors. Really? And yeah, it's it's just amazing to me that they, they were implementing that technology in a mini so long ago. It's, it's That's really, so really funny cool. because if we, if I rotate my camera here just a little bit, uh, you can't right see it, but I actually have a brushless DeWalt drill back there brushless milwaukee stuff and they're amazing um yeah and uh makes me wonder you know while these folks were using this this technology in, in a much bigger scale um you know mm. how long it took to get to a much smaller scale like these drills and and ratchets and and all these different things very cool i think it actually from the reading that i did on those articles earlier it, it seems to actually have been the crunch point um i think it pushed the price of the thing through the roof and they weren't able to actually go ahead and and produce that car or it, it wasn't viable for production and i i would bank on it being down to the fact that those controllers were too expensive um yep. so yeah that is kind of very interesting um, so yeah, the second one then was a countryman again, I think, wasn't it? But maybe more mm -hmm. of a Woody. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, the Woody. Um, and as far as I understand, the steel one, the full steel body one, actually still exists and is in you know kind of loose working order in a museum in the UK. Um, wow. I don't recall the town, but the okay. they still have that. Um, the Woody one does, as far as we know, doesn't exist anymore. Um, but okay. if you wanted to go see one of these. Um, and see this, like, here's the huge battery array that lived in the, in the boot or the trunk of the mini, um, wow. you know, that you can do that. You can still see this. That's really, really, that's really awesome stuff. I, I, I can see in that, that picture that just went by a minute ago, um, they had like, it's obviously a massive old ammeter, like you would see if you ever, yep. you know, yeah, absolutely. Look at that. It's like something you would imagine that you would see that if you've seen a documentary of an old power station, you know? Yep, um, yep. And, and they're, they're know, like tapping on it to see if it's yeah. working. And Holy shit. Wow. Wild. It's amazing. Yeah. Electric technology. It's funny though, like look down here there's there's no clutch pedal uh that's been removed yeah. you, you you've got the the high beam indicator or the high beam button assuming that's what that still yeah, is yeah. oh i think so yeah, yeah still on the floor um just relocated a little bit but um so funny and still that tiny little little accelerator pedal you know <laughs> yeah 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 gotta be yeah yeah those the days, one that you have to yeah. just press with your just your big toe nothing else that's all yeah that was all you needed yeah, that was all you needed. <laughs> you fire up the pulse whip modulator and down the road you go. It sounds like something <laughs> from uh, Back to the Future, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Classic yeah. Mini Culture actually mentions the fuse box. I think that's what this unit is here. Um, he says that it's actually from uh, from a domestic house. Uh, oh, wow. And I presume, yeah, look, that makes perfect sense too because, you know, in those days you know, what was dealing with 100 plus volts was that type of tech, you know, it was yeah. those ceramic fuses with, you know, the, yeah, wow. When you think like, um, they, those guys in AEI must have had, uh, you know, they had a quite quite the, the morning's brainstorm, I imagine, when they were presented yeah. with this task. Like, I went, oh, they got a man. big old warehouse full of brains over there. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's yeah. some serious stuff. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um that second one, um, I read some very interesting stuff on it. Um they they changed things a good bit, and um, I think for that second one to try and bring cost of production down, it seems. Oh. Um certainly um but one of the bits uh, it's a talking point that for me anyway, I think was the, the bit that I was most interested in was um they uh, change they had problems with the battery um i think they were using oh. like an exide battery and they were having troubles with it and they changed to a varley dry cell battery and to me this was crazy when i read this because uh varley to me uh, is varley red top which is the dry cell battery that is synonymous in motorsport with being the one you would use as a oh. sort of uh, as a as a replacement for your lead acid battery they do that for safety, right? I mean, so that if in the event that the battery becomes dislodged or the car flips over, you don't have liquid acid or something that would be draining out of the battery. Absolutely. And lightweight, obviously, because if you have a battery full of liquid, uh, it's heavy. Whereas if you've got a dry yeah. cell battery, it's lighter. So, you know, you've got dryness and safety. They always were a compromise on cranking amps. But, you know, in a race car, in oh, most right. cases, that wasn't such a big deal. But it's just to me when i read that 
you know that that information on that website i was like wait a holy minute they can't be the same barley and then i googled a bit and it, it is yeah they're producing really the 30s like it's phenomenal. so so that dry cell battery technology actually still existed then yeah uh, or yeah. existed it, already and, the, I and, these, say. and and these guys were the experts and they've they've, wow. they've you know they've carried that through to still being a company that's perfectly viable like can you imagine the boardroom in in 1940 <laughs> or 1950 you know and the people that were sitting around that table they couldn't have even imagined you know a tesla you know they no, couldn't have even imagined uh -uh. it and here they I are mean, still the, viable yeah. the the voltage differences i mean it, the te the tesla motors i think are even higher voltage than the than this what we're talking about here with the with the countrymen's i don't know what they yeah. are um but uh, I know that it'll kill you. Um, it's enough yeah. to kill you, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you would not want to. You would not be messing around under that bonnet, like you know. I'd love to see one getting hot wired by the criminals of the 1960s. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah. yeah, they weren't. Not many of them stolen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't imagine why. Mm, barbecues. <laughs> yeah. Barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> so. but um yeah great 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 Um, i did see comments coming in that i i, I want to look at um uh, uh, another uh, moment of shouting out by the way i think uh team valley lock classic uh mm -hmm. a, a regular um uh, uh member of both of our uh, uh youtube uh channels a regular yes. commenter i should say um, yes, thank uh, you for joining. Ian, you're you're a gentleman and a scholar, and thank you for coming to our <laughs> live stream this evening. It's good to to see your name popping up, a familiar face. Um, Looks and like yes, we have was, some. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, the the museum that that countryman is is in is Abbey Pumping Station Museum, and and is that Leicester? Leicester? I, I don't know how to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh wait, I look. Wait, I look. Uh, um, oh. Is it Lancaster? No, it's not Lancaster. Where is it? Leicester. 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 Yes, 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 okay. yes. It's in Leicester. Yeah. Very good. Yes, it's in Leicester. All of these yes, British names have like missing missing words in, or missing letters in them. It feels like like the uh, Gloucestershire, um, which I think is the right way to say <laughs> it, is not spelled. Is it really Gloucester? Stop it. It's, there's so many more letters in that. Like I, when I went to go visit, I I called someone on the phone and and I was like, "Hey, so how do I get to Gloucestershire Shire?" And the guy on the phone just he he, the, he was so nice, but good lord, he, he was holding back laughter. It was a struggle. There, there's this over here particularly and i i don't know um whether you guys uh, actually get this or not but um there, there's a sauce that is synonymous in, in england uh, and it's uh -huh. put on a ham cheese toasty or well on a cheese toasty i think it is and it's it, it it's worcester sauce um but <laughs> they always say it's from uh -huh. worcestershire um, but people that's, that's cannot get <laughs> people cannot get Worcestershire out of Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> like, yeah, Worcestershire sauce. We have that. We have that exact same sauce. We use it for like steaks and things, and it's we call it Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. <laughs> <laughs> the Worcestershire sauce. Uh, oh, that is uh, epic. Yeah. yeah. I have a yeah. challenge. Drew's page has said, Cole, please say. Okay, so I'm gonna say it how I think that it's pronounced. I'm sure it's wrong. Is it Lowborough? 
that's not how that's uh, <laughs> that's not how it's, so, it's supposed to be said. Remember, I said the name of the crowd that uh, the, the the lovely guy Ian. Uh, he's from yes. Team Ali Lock Classic. Yes, there's a yes. good one for you. That'll that'll <laughs> help you now, right? So L O U G H. Lockborough. Very good. There you go. Yeah. English lessons with Colin Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious because Paul yeah. is an Irish man. <laughs> yep. And, and, I'm and you're American. an American. <laughs> so well, if the Irish the and the Americans have to learn English, <laughs> this is not a good. This is not good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's probably uh, the worst two people to learn English from is is the two of us. <laughs> Like, good lord yeah. so god love all the other nations uh who watch this channel yes and they're like is that how you say it all oh, right no ah, no I finally no <laughs> probably not oh my gosh <laughs> oh very good um oh yeah uh any more uh I wanted to give another shout out to another commenter um abraham has been commenting a lot hello abraham or Abraham, my apologies. Abraham. <laughs> Where are you going, Paul? Uh, Why is the GH silent in uh, in Dara? Dara, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, it, it's a translation. <laughs> because that's the way it um, is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a trans... Because Irish people like to make it very difficult for English people to say our words. <laughs> uh, I see. It's like a, a subtle jab. <laughs> yep. Pokey, pokey. No, it's... Um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Dara is actually not an English word at all. It's Irish. So, yeah, yeah. That's why it's in there. And in any Celtic language, we put loads more letters in than we need. Um, ah, and I see. It, it's no. for no other reason than making it impossible for everybody in sundry to actually deal with the words. So, yeah. That's um, actually one is, of the biggest reasons that I, uh, as I've been trying to very poorly learning Italian uh, on the side, it's actually one of the reasons I like it so much is because... Um, there was something that uh, an Italian teacher taught my wife when she was uh, studying abroad, and then she taught me. It's that every letter is there for a reason, so you better pronounce every single one. And so, like, you don't. There's never a word that has like a silent letter in it. You always pronounce them all, and that has been amazing <laughs> as a second uh, language speaker i just seen a lovely comment in there for from uh, drew and he was uh, saying <laughs> uh, uh, to, to, to just get it to attack to go welch with it <laughs> add 10 more l's and that, yes. that, that welchifies yes. it <laughs> uh, i love love listening to welch people speak it to me it is yes. brilliant i love it I is love super cool they have a very very unusual and and cool language um one that i i struggle to read and to speak but um as i'm reading signs and things but it's it's beautiful can't agree more oh billy is after setting you a challenge in the comment section ah any chance you know how to say <laughs> I, I don't even know what what the letters they're so weird next to each other uh <laughs> is that right nope oh. <laughs> uh nope Go on, have another go. Uh, 
it's an it's a name. Yeah, it's, it's an Irish Sorsche. name. <laughs> Sorsha is the one I think that gets everybody. I think in 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 when they see Sorsha written, they're just like, there's far too many mm-hmm. S's, H's, O's, E's, and A's. This is not a word. You can't put that many in one sentence. <laughs> um, K-O him M he. Ugh, God, I don't know. I sound like a boob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy's going to get in here. Billy put this in here because he knows I can't pronounce it either. So he's, ah, yes. he's doing this to make, to make a muck of me. <laughs> because I, I am brutal, brutal, brutal at translating Irish names into English. So he's having a good laugh. But uh, well, yeah, he'll put Billy it up here. Is- He'll put it up here phonetically now in a minute, I think. Yeah, please yeah. help yeah. us. Gonna, Just want to let everybody know that we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we are yeah. in our Q&A segment. So if you guys have questions about your mini, um, anything that you want to ask, you know, mini, life, other stuff, you know, whatever, um, now is the time to ask. We are going to do our best to answer all the questions we can. Um, but uh, with this live stream, if you have, if you'd like to donate via super chat, all of the questions you ask with super chat are guaranteed answers. Um, but like I said, we are going to do our best to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And we do appreciate all of those super chats. They go towards helping us to get keep this going and keeping this uh, live stream happening. So Absolutely, yeah. The software behind all of this is uh, definitely not a not a. It's, it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. We we got a fright, I think, the first time yeah. the two we were using a relatively free version of it for the first time. And uh, then Cole had a conversation with me. And he was like, yeah, do you want to keep this up? Because uh, we're going to have to put some dollar up. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to put our money where our mouth is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, Billy came back. There we go. It's Quiva. Yay. Ah, yeah. Quiva. Yeah. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. That. Yeah. That doesn't make any. There's an H in there. Where's the there V? Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. M H E gives you your V somehow. I don't know how it does that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Um, stick in Sorsha there for us, Billy, at some stage when you get a chance in the comments. That'll yeah, give just you, so we can all see how it's spelled. So. Yeah, yeah. He'll stick Sorsha in there, and we can do that. And um, so, um, just uh, to say, guys, by the way. Thank you again to everybody. And I know we've been given shout outs, and I know I missed a few people in the uh, comment section. So, um, to everybody who has taken their time to hang out with us, thank you so much. We do appreciate having you yes. here. Yes. It's, it's been wonderful having you guys here so far. And don't worry, we still got a little while, while left to do this yeah, QA session. So, we're not heading out anytime soon. Yeah. But. Uh, yes. Abraham says, uh, don't know much about cars. I'm here to learn from you guys. You both have good vibes. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. Paul does have very good vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cole does too. I don't think I'd be hanging out in his channel if, yeah, if, I, didn't, if I didn't vibe with the guy. So, yeah. <laughs> it's great to have an intercontinental vibe. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think Americans and, and the Irish have a uh, a long history of, uh, of of good relations. I think so. so. I, do I think so. I do think so. I think um, I'm sure someone's going to tell me some terrible thing that's happened. But <laughs> no, 
there's plenty of terrible i think one of the things um that is lovely and i'm really looking forward to the next few months where we get to do these lives on a regular basis and i think it is just and i know i say this on every live but um i love hanging out with all the 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 like-minded people and i think that is Mm -hmm. one of the the great things um that has been that has come of this already is that um when cole asked me uh will we make this a regular thing and we we kind of bang this back and forward and I I didn't even hesitate. I said, yes, let's do this because it's just great to, to get a chance to hang out with you guys. In fact, I know it has been a while since our last live and I actually missed it. It's nice to, to get there. Yeah, it's so, been what, two two months now, I think? Yeah. We've been busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we've been busy. Going going on. Yeah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> you now have a workshop again, which oh, uh, wonderfully. looks yes. habitable. And uh, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, have we got a video coming up, Cole? We're we're all rattling here for a classic mini DIY video. Is yes. Yeah. I I don't know if I should give you guys a sneak peek or not, but behind the camera, the engine is no longer on the floor. I'll I'll just say that. <gasps> and Ooh, this it must be in your is... engine crane. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) 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 and I've got some interesting stuff. You know, this is the turbo carb that I'm going to be using, and this is probably going to make an appearance on my next video. I've got an engine that I'm building off to the side here that might. Who knows what's next? I don't even know what's next. Ah, cool. Uh, That's uh, that's exciting. Yeah, we're looking forward to you coming back on stream with your videos and getting them out there. Yeah, cool. Cool What's what's next for you? Um, next for us, um, we have a couple of videos in the pipeline. We have um, uh, three engine build videos that just, uh, well, Billy, Billy is currently editing at the moment. Um, we uh-huh. built an engine for the race car that's sitting, oh, wait, we get this right. Yeah, it's sitting over here in the corner. There it is. Uh, yes, so it's, yes. Its engine just got finished up and its gearbox got stripped on the last um, kind of major video that we produced. So mm-hmm. we have some machining work to do on that. That's a video definitely coming. And yeah, we have some engine build videos. So yeah, that's kind of next on the horizon for us, I think. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I saw that gearbox yeah. video. You could, did it in one take, basically. Uh, Boom. There, was yeah. what, there was what, one, one break, but it was like not a break yeah. break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, we we got it apart. I think the time uh, given was 20 minutes. Um which oh, okay. I was delighted with and I I imagine if I actually shut up I could probably do it in half the time, but you know me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jibber jabber. Jibber so jabber, got, yeah. Got some questions coming in here. Um Good. from from Jamie. I'm going to pop this on the screen here. Uh if we don't account for environmental benefits and look at performance only is there a benefit to using a gas engine to generate electricity to drive the electric motors hmm jamie that is a brilliant brilliant question and i yeah, think a lot of I, people need to start asking themselves that question yeah so there from a purely basic and i'm not an engineer so i'm definitely you know i probably will get some of this wrong but from from my perspective there was actually a car that did this the fisker karma did this um they had an, a gasoline powered engine that um that then charged the batteries that then drove the electric motor um and then there's been other cars like the mclaren that have done a hybrid model um but the 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 generation of power stored generally speaking could be a way to do this in, in an efficient way i mean you're Instead of having the raw power to spin the wheels, you know, thermodynamics means you you have to retain enough power and energy to, to drive the wheels. But 
generating that electricity with just a spinning, basically a, a overpowered alternator, I think it could be beneficial. I think it could be a, a, a way forward. Well, in my uh, younger years as a, a plant fitter, one of the things I did a lot of work on was um, uh, engines from what would be um, uh, light rail. And in, in, oh. in those situations, that's exactly in all light rail situations. That's exactly what they do pretty much now. And it's a, an engine which is generating electricity to drive motors. Now, in most cases, uh, it, it, it doesn't actually store the electricity so much as uh, it pretty much just directly, directly drives. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So the, the generators literally generate electricity and drive it straight to it. 99.9% .9 of the reason, my understanding of why that was a thing was packaging. Um, you could have a locomotive up the front with a massive engine and a massive generator, and then you just needed some wires to bring that power carriage by carriage by carriage by carriage back the train. So huh. um, you, weren't, you weren't trying to pull all of the carriages with just one locomotive. You were pulling the carriage with each carriage. That, that was the theory, I think. That's pretty cool. So, mm, so we, that did was get the idea a, we did get a uh, super chat from Mark B. Um, and it came okay. through uh, separate. His question or, or statement here was separate. But um, going electric may be the only way to get my 81 pickup titled in California. Many options for battery placement. <laughs> oh. okay <laughs> yeah it doesn't surprise me california probably is uh gonna be one of the stricter states in the in the u.s that's for sure um that's, but uh that's very interesting to me so is it is it that um is the, i know there's probably a bit of a joke in this but um me obviously not understanding how it all works in the u.s um, and mm -hmm. it, it, there's an issue basically that when he says title, he can't get registration for his car, is it? Because of so the there's kind of two two different things. Um, well, so you have federal rules, and then okay. that's like environmental rules that come down from the tippy top, and then each state has their own kind of supplementary or um, uh, kind of similar rulings that are state specific. Um, okay, and then in each state you have your title, which is what shows you who owns the car. And then your registration shows who it's currently registered to be used by. Um, uh, and so you can't register a car to someone who doesn't own the title. Um, and in general, when you like lease a car or when you like buy a car in the bank, uh, you know, you've got a loan or something, the bank actually holds the title with your name on it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's their form of saying like, okay, if you don't pay your bills because we have the title, the car is exactly. technically legally ours. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to bring you into the legal system of the United States there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a very, I find that stuff, I, I could listen to that stuff all day long. I find it so interesting. So, um, I do too. yeah, because totally yeah, for us, it's just so different here on, on obviously how vehicles are, 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 I suppose, titled, I suppose. Yeah. Cause we don't have that extra level. So you, you have a registration for your vehicle and that registration is handed out by the government on the importation of the vehicle. So we have a, in Ireland, we've got the VRT, which is the, they're the people who will hand that registration out to you and they'll say, okay, this is a classic mini. It was produced in this era. You imported it here and here, here's your registration and you can own that. Um, but then uh -huh. anybody can pretty much drive that car as long as they have insurance and a license to drive. So you don't have any input on 
on, on the actual owning of the car, I suppose. So, yeah. Huh. The car is owned by a specific person. And, and even if you bought your car um, through, say, like higher purchase or, or through that option, um, you would be titled with the car. So you, you would get the name of so like yep. if, if you went in and took a loan out from the bank, the bank wouldn't get the the, the title of the car. That would be in your name. Well, so there we, we get it in we do get it in our name. It's just the bank actually has physical possession of the paper. Ah. And by yeah. having that possession, they could then change it to themselves. Repossess the car. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Interesting. All righty. Um, I did see another question came in there uh, from Lewis. And oh, um, hello, it, Lewis. It, it has actually popped just below uh, what I can read. So I'm going to get you to read that quote because for some reason I don't, I can't scroll down through that chat. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. I'm technically inept. But anyway, um, <laughs> I am going yes. to shout Lewis out here because uh, Lewis <laughs> is uh, a big supporter of both me and Cole. Um, yep. And uh, I think it is only fair that we shout Lewis out and say thank you very much for your support and all of your help over the last uh, couple of months. Uh, yeah, I want to add to that too because the yeah. the thumbnail that you saw on this video was done by Lewis. All of the posters that are on my merch store done by Lewis, and uh, he is an extremely talented artist, and I am yeah. so pleased to have been working with him and collaborating with him. So if you I'm, guys like the artwork that, that is on the store, um, half of all of those proceeds go straight to Lewis, and the, the store is, has all of his artwork on there. So definitely go check those out if you like him. Um, he's, he's wonderful. And he's going to kill Cole for calling him an artist because he doesn't believe he's an artist. But by God, oh, I did it on artist. purpose. <laughs> he is. Yeah, I did yeah. It on both purpose. me and Cole are going to turn him into an artist. He is one day going to believe in himself. <laughs> you are an artist, Lewis. I tell you what, if me or Cole are anything to go by, you definitely outrank us massively. Anyway, let's answer the man's question. Uh, yes, what yes. have we got? I will read it. Yeah, <laughs> I have a Q and A. If upgrading your crankshaft. You want 7,500 RPM. Um, would you go for a reworked one from Specialist Components uh, or SH Engineering? Or does one have to go for multi-web stuff? And, uh, and then on top of all of that, who makes a good crankshaft? OK, great question. Absolutely great question. I'll jump in with my thoughts on it. And yeah, you can, Perfect. Um, you can, you can add to that. So uh, RPM and crankshafts is really governed by two things. Any crankshaft that is out there is a steel crankshaft for a mini. There's no cast mm -hmm. mini crankshafts. They don't exist. Every crankshaft that was produced for a mini ever was a forging. Um, yeah. So they are steel. Um, in 99.9% .9 of the cases, breaking a crankshaft with RPM is not really a factor. Um, now, it can happen, and you can break a crankshaft by spinning it too hard, but 99.9% .9 of the time, the failure mode of crankshafts with high RPM is that there is one of two things. The crankshaft is poorly balanced, and therefore a vibration is set up in the crankshaft, which breaks mm -hmm. the oil film between the bearing and between the bearing surface of the crank and the white metal bearing shell. So yep, for anybody resonance, that, right? Absolutely. So for anybody who doesn't know, a crankshaft floats when the engine starts on a film of oil. It doesn't touch the bearings. So you've got white metal bearings that sit around the crankshaft 
and encase it. But those bearings themselves are not actually friction surfaces. The, the, the crankshaft does not touch those. It sits on an oil film, and it's the oil film that's the friction surface. If you're going to rev your crankshaft very hard, in other words, you're going to spin it very quickly, then the chances of that crankshaft coming in contact with either of those white metal bearing surfaces greatly increases. When, they, when those two surfaces touch, either the crankshaft or the white metal will wear, and then you start to increase the clearances, and then oil pressure will be seen to drop. And as oil pressure drops, then more chances for the crankshaft to come in contact. So to try and answer your question based on that knowledge, I would be inclined to say that the number one thing to keep in mind if you're going to spin a crankshaft fast is that it needs to be as balanced as it possibly can be. Yep. Second thing to note is that mini crankshafts oil their bearings through a, uh, a portal that comes from the center main bearing out to the big end bearings. They are also floating. And as speed increases in a mini crankshaft, centrifugal force can stop that oil from exiting where it should and creating that oil film. So cross-drilling the crankshaft is very important for high-speed crankshafts. As to the question, uh, the other part of the question, which was whether or not um, you know, one of the crankshafts from one of the big producers, MED, Specialist Components, SH Engineering, 90% of the work that they're doing on when they rework a mini crankshaft is one, to make it balance better, to feed oil better, and in some cases they harden the surfaces. Yeah, Hardening the surfaces, th this is for to get it to last longer, but it's not really anything to do with stopping it from breaking. In fact, hardened cranks, technically speaking, could break easier than, uh, than a normal tough standard crank. Because so, yeah, that tensile of. load is that its its ability to ha handle that tensile load is decreased yeah. the harder it gets, so, right? You know, with something that you can think of something like when you try and bend uh, something very very hard and you're trying to bend it, there's not it's not going to slowly bend. It's eventually just going to snap. Where if you try and bend like silly putty or something that's very soft, it's just going to flex around. And now these are two extremes, but um, that same kind of concept is is applied there. Brilliant analogy. Um, totally. That and that is exactly it. So, um, me as an engine builder, if I was specking a crankshaft and you asked me to spec a crankshaft, what I would say to you is, is I would give you two. Um, I would give you two things. I would say to you, how long would you like this engine to stay together for? And if you said <laughs> to me. <laughs> I want this to last as long as possible, then I would say to you, one of the modern steel type crankshafts is a very good idea because mm -hmm. they are new and it's the newness that's what is actually brilliant. It's not the material it's made out of. It's not the procedures by which it was made. It's just that it's new metal and new metal. You're, you're talking one of the multi-web ones, of right? Either or the uh, no, ETOB, something like that. I'm more talking about a, say, for example, a, a EN40B standard steel mm -hmm. crank. That would be the same Got profile it. as an original mini crank, but new. Um, okay. Maybe they are either CNC made or they're made by, let's say, somebody like, um, you know, an old forging. Like, um, was very common there for a long, long time. Farndon cranks 
had hmm. uh, the original forge patterns from Rover, and they were very oh, wow. the and 40B cranks in those forgings. So yeah, they they are fantastic because they're new. And look, you, you've got to think about a crankshaft like the way if you had one of your teaspoons from your kitchen, and the crank is continually bending, like Cole said, and it's it, it's causing problems inside the crank. And Metal you know, mm -hmm. yeah, totally. A new teaspoon is going to last is going to take a lot more bending than one that's been bent for years and is just on that point. And, you know, if you've got an original mini crankshaft from the 70s, it's gone through a lot of cycles. A lot. <laughs> a lot of teaspoon cycles. So, a yeah. lot of teaspoon the, cycles. cycles. <laughs> the, oh, that's man. a technical term between engine builders. Oh, okay. that I just, I've accidentally slipped now and put it in the public oh, domain. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> to finish that question from my end, the multi-web crankshafts that are on the market now for some thousands of, of um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, euros, dollars, etc., um, I would be inclined to say that they are a completely different departure and their design is by trying to straighten up the crankshaft and by trying to reduce the harmonics through the crankshaft to make it last yep. longer and be more in balance by widening it as much as you can in those in those webbings basically is, is my understanding yes and 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 bringing the balance weights so that they're in a much better position so they're either side of the conrod at the bottom of its cycle so when the rod is at the very top the weight is perfectly at the bottom in a mini that's yep. not really the case for the center they're kind of uh, rods. you yeah no. Um, I do want to take a minute here. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for the donation, um, the Super Chat donation. Oh, um, wow. And thank you so much, says, Jamie. That, that is really You guys rock. Um, Cole, you inspired me to get an 84 Mini, uh, a Mini Mayfair, and start working on it about my, uh, myself, not knowing anything about cars. So uh, thank you for what you guys do. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. And I'm glad that that it got you into minis. Um, that's that's what the channels are about. I think, Paul, you you probably feel very similarly. Our channels are about getting out there and getting your hands dirty. Getting your hands dirty. I totally agree. Look, it, you know, if going forward, and it's one of the reasons I love being able to collaborate with you, Cole, because you you inspire that in in so many people long before I've been on YouTube, and and I love supporting somebody who is of that nature. We are here, guys, to encourage you to work on your minis. We're here to mm -hmm. to to just you know personify that your your garage is a place where we all can go and hang out and have a good time and and yep. there will be days when that will not seem like it's the case and that's why we're here as well so you can yep. you can come and, and, and have that chat with us and we're going to probably end up doing the same to you this race car you know this is a really <laughs> good example it went out last two weekends ago and it made it around for less than six laps before it decided to break itself but you know i i made a video which i talked about that because for that exact reason look you know these things happen and even to the best mm -hmm. of us so th this is why i think everyone should should get out there and work on their minis you know definitely definitely like everybody encounters problems i mean just recently you know i've been doing mini wiring and electrical stuff in my car for years. And prior to that, I was doing it in my, you know, my modern cars, doing, adding lights, adding a stereo, all of those things. And lo and behold, I connected the wrong wire in my mini and, and, you know, 
improperly grounded something and it was a very smoky affair in here. And, um, you know, those kinds of things definitely still happen to, to all of us, no matter how long you're doing these things. And don't ever let somebody tell you that it doesn't because even yeah. the best folks they out there are experiencing that. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think that is referred to as releasing the Lucas smoke. Yes, or exactly. releasing the Lucas smoke of death. <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, it was not a, it was not death. Oh, All right, Lord. good, good, good. good. <laughs> survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to divulge one here. Uh, about seven or eight years ago, I was given a job to fit a pretty unique at the time. Um, uh, I think it was the company was Megajolt. I don't know if you've ever come yeah. across those mm -hmm. code, but they they made a conversion kit that basically allowed you to put a Ford um, uh, wasted spark ignition system into a into any car that you could put a thirty six and one missing uh, uh, crankshaft position sensor. And mm -hmm. I was given this ECU as a put it together yourself computer, uh, which, you know, anybody who knows me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> little tiny soldering irons and, and solder and, oh, wow. Um, I remember sitting at my bench for a bit of an hour and this guy had this big, because YouTube videos weren't the thing. So you had this big document, which was just pages and pages of photographs of him oh soldering components into this, uh, circuit board and the last time I did soldering uh, in any uh, you know achievable capacity was in well what would be high school for you guys which was secondary school here for us which was like 15 <laughs> years previously and I probably soldered like two wires and a light bulb came on you know that was, that was, what that was. <laughs> so anyway the heel That's of the hunt favorite. was I soldered this whole thing together and put it into the car and made all the connections good and <laughs> switched on the switch and the engine did not start and uh, i opened the bonnet and a, and a plume of white smoke poured out of the bonnet <laughs> emanating oh, from no. what was the ford edis uh, ecu and i was like Ooh. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've made a big boo-boo here <laughs> so yep. i rang the guy in america who produced those things and he was like uh, okay, check this, check this, check this, check this, and he was like, "Yeah, no, no, that hasn't, that hasn't, that hasn't gone together, right? Send that ECU <laughs> back to me." And uh, that's well, buggered. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. In a really nice way, he was like, "I don't think soldering ECU together is for you, Paul. <laughs> I think you should stick to the copper hammer and the the bit." Oh <laughs> so since then my philosophy in the workshop has been if it cannot be fixed with duct tape and cable ties it's an electrical problem <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> there's loads of people who i'm sure have cars in with me for electrical solving are thinking now oh dear god I swear to God, I'm actually okay with electrics now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good enough I to be dangerous. Uh, have we got more questions? I think we do. Yes, yeah. Um, we got one from Jamie. So uh, since Jamie donated before and didn't ask a question then, uh, I am going to bring this one up. Uh, let me just pop it on the screen here. Um, what are your thoughts on Project Binky? And um, do you guys should invite them for, uh, for an interview. Well... I would absolutely love to have them on for an interview, but I, I, I uh, 
one, I have to figure out how to get a, get a hold of them. And then uh, whether or not they decide to join is another question. Um, at, at IMM, uh, I think it was 2018. Billy, if he's still on air, will correct me because I dragged him there. Um, but um, the, the Project Binky guys were, were in the big red barn having a good old Irish uh, shindig. Oh, 2017. Thanks, Billy. Um, having a big old Irish shindig. And... I uh, got chatting to one of them who, uh, God love him, he'll probably not remember because <laughs> there was very little chatting and lots of drinking happened. But <laughs> <laughs> I would love, love to have the Project Binky guys on here. If you guys ever mm -hmm. watch our stuff or, or, or listen to this, please, please, we would love to have you on here. I yep. love Project Binky. Out straight. I do I too. Love yeah, there's, I absolutely there's... love it. Not only is the subject matter incredibly interesting, but the delivery of that subject matter is incredible. Um, the quality of work is incredible. The attention to detail and the way that they make even the kind of what I would consider what is very difficult to film, speaking as someone who makes videos, like electrical work is a perfect example. They made the wiring of the mini interesting somehow. And I like mind blowing to me because I'm over here like, and this is where you crypt the wire and plug it in. And then I'm just like, oh my God, I wouldn't walk me right now. You know? <laughs> I, I love that. It's the exact same for bracketry, right? I don't know yep. how many videos that I have we, we have been making where I've been like, and now we just need to make a bracket. And, and Billy has been like, we're not filming it, Paul. It's, we're not doing it. <laughs> This is the most boring thing I've ever seen you do. This is not yep. making it to the edit, like you know. So uh, I completely agree. Th those guys have an art of storytelling that is as good as their ability to build a mini. And you know, yep. Yep. if you look at their mini, I hope that's a testament to, to them in in every shape and form. I love it. I absolutely do. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Go Project Binky. I wish you know. Yeah, they made more videos. I do. I have, yeah, to, yeah, I do. I have to put that one out there. I wish they had made more videos, but I know how difficult it must be. It must be incredibly yeah. difficult yeah. to, to try. Well, I mean, just thinking about watching the, the edits they do and having that editing experience. And then I know, Billy, you're thinking the exact same thing. The, <laughs> the amount of time it must take to edit their videos must be, I mean, even if they are pro editors, it must be astronomical. I mean, I can't even totally. imagine. I totally agree. You know, like um, at the level of content production that we are here, you know, for me, I just want to 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 get as much information as I possibly can out. You know, and I do love the mm -hmm. edit. Look, I, I love when we get the chance to make a fun video. I really, really do. But uh, I'm 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 conscious that it's 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 content. Uh, you know that that we're about producing. Yeah. I I cannot. We made one edit a couple of weeks ago um, uh, where we were stripping the clutch off a mini. And I think we spent literally that whole day in the workshop filming over and over and over and over again to like, you know, to, 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 to get what wasn't even 40 seconds. It wasn't even. Oh, yeah. Seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure you probably experienced this you're, while you're working on stuff or you're like, like, oh, no, 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 wait, we need to do that again. Let's go through that one again. Or, uh, oh, no, let's switch the angle on that. Like when I was filming the like Gearbox how-to videos um, the, that I made, I guess, about a year or two ago, um, 
it was that it was that. I mean, it's like every single time I would go to do another job, like, oh, I'm going to hammer this drift out, you know, oh, no, I need to move the camera so you can see the drift or I need to move it so that the gears in, in frame, you know, so I mean, you're not just seeing like my hands up in front of you the whole time or something. So, yeah. or you can just watch my YouTube version of it. And it's just like, just imagine what's going on in behind my hands here. <laughs> well, it's so hard because it's like the mini gearbox is so small, you know? Yeah. What I'm going to do is eventually, uh, uh, I'm going to just, because I take so many mini gearboxes apart, you're going to have to piece together all my videos. That's someone's oh, going to have okay. to do that. Yeah, They're going to have to watch one minute of this one, one minute of that one, and eventually they'll see how it all comes apart and goes together. Yeah, at some stage, yeah, yeah, at some stage, I'm bound to not have my hand in the way. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest with you, some of my more recent videos, you know, I've had various kind of external life things that have been uh, preventing me from building and, and doing things in the garage. And um, like, I'm building an engine right now, and the video is going to look like it was all shot and, you know, in one continuous thing. But in reality, it was, you know, probably 10 or 11 days over the course of six months, you know, so <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> crazy. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you heard me say that about the engine build for that um, race car. That's exactly the same thing because I was building it. Uh, yeah, it, it it got done in segments, evening by evening. Mm -hmm. But somebody, it's going to get released now in a in a couple of weeks' time, and it'll just look like we built it here in two days. You, this the secret is in the hair. Look at the oh, hair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any excuse. <laughs> I'm going to wear a hat, actually. I should have wore a hat for the whole thing, and no one would ever be able to figure it out. <laughs> it all happened in the one day. Uh, continuity, oh, yeah. it's just my hair that lets me down. Yeah, damn it, hair. Well, you just yeah. got to be like me and start to be balding. So, uh, Oh, it's doing it itself. I don't, I don't have yeah. to. I don't, I don't need to help it along, you know. <laughs> it's working it's away. It's funny. You go back in my videos to the stuff like when I first started and I have like longer hair and I don't, I have more right here and it's pretty crazy. I'm also a little bit like more round. Um, it's uh, yeah. it's funny when I go aggressively back. getting more round. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years from now, it'll just be like, Jesus, look at him when he used to be skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he could actually sit in a mini? That was amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Did he get a bigger workshop for all the projects? No, it was for him. <laughs> it was just for him. Yeah. 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 So he could yeah we couldn't we can't use the bucket seats in the car anymore. We gotta start using like the ones without the bolsters. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Why did Paul get into Land Rovers? Because he fits in them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going oh, all American no. on it, and you're going all European on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. all the olive oil. <laughs> it's the olive oil. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. All righty. Have we any other questions that need to be answered? Oh. Yeah, I. Uh, the, it looks like the chat has started to slow down a little bit, but okay. if folks have questions, we. Uh, we're definitely yeah, here for, for a Yeah, we've got like, longer. there's like 34 of you. You guys must have questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Oh, well, here's a good one. Uh, this one is, what do I do with the purge lines from the fuel tank when removing the carbon canister? I've not seen a car that has that, if I'm honest with you. 
Okay, so MPIs have carbon canisters. Uh, MPIs and SPIs have carbon yeah. canisters. So yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna experience it though, because I think you might be going to be uh, delving into the world of MPI uh, or SPI uh, fuel tanks. Are you cool? Um, yes, but I wasn't know. planning on adding any sort of carbon canisters or anything. No. Maybe I need to think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's coming up. Uh, if you're going to remove the carbon canister in your MPI, yeah, you've got the purge line is coming from the tank and it's a gas vacuum line. So um, if you block it off, you've got to be very careful about making sure that air can get into the tank. It mm -hmm. does get through the filler cap, but um, with the rate at which an SPI or an MPI pumps fuel out of the tank, it does need a good amount of um, airflow in and out of the tank. So um, the way I think it works, uh, and, I, and I'm no uh, fuel injection expert, so um, I could be completely wrong miles off <laughs> this. But as far as I know, it, it draws it through, uh, it gets it purges through the inlet um, and there there is a kind of a switch, uh, a solenoid, should I say, um, that allows that to go. So what I would say is if you are removing that, um, I think you need to um, filter it uh, and, and leave it there. So ah, I think okay. to, 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 yeah, to, to put some sort of a filter on the end of that line. Uh, when you're they ready. actually did add that it is going to an HIF 38, so it's not actually going to an injection system. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see. Ba, ba, ba. Next question. Um, what do you guys, oops, pull this up here. What do you guys think of the one, two, three plus distributors, um, electric mappable ones? Um, I could start that one off if you'd like. Um, yeah, go for it, Jet. Go for it. Yep. That, uh, so I ran a one, two, three in my mini prior to going down the whole supercharged, turbocharged, blah, blah, blah route that I'm going down right now. Um, and I would say that if you can find one with the Bluetooth mapping, I found that to be a little bit easier to work with simply because you can kind of like, you know, do it on your phone. Um, but I found them to be pretty cool. The setting the static timing and stuff is a little confusing. If one, you don't know how to do like distributor timing. So you'll have to really understand that once you do that. Can set up that static timing and then the world is kind of your oyster especially with the bluetooth ones because you can get maps from um, very similar to the way you get a fuel injection map um, and directly upload them to the distributor i have i genuinely don't know how they uh, adjust that curve in the way that they do it's very interesting um but I, I love them i think they're really cool and it gives you that expandability basically one distributor to rule them all <laughs> is it gold and has unusual? Yeah. It's yeah, got like elf writing on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have fitted a few of these over the years, um, but I actually, as of yet, have not fitted one of the Bluetooth ones. So thank you very much, Cole, because that's very interesting. I think I might get one myself to try. Um, yeah. But I have had great success with the 123 uh, systems on the rolling roads. There's nearly always been a map that's been close enough and i've always been able to tweak the map physically by just adjusting static timing a little bit and that's got me there yep. but it seems that they've completely dealt with that now with the bluetooth so that's even better again excuse me yep they so, are quite yeah, expensive they're... um so mm -hmm. you know you have to do that that, that that i will say that that is the 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 pros and cons you got to weigh that is like 
it's like four or 500 us dollars, I think for, for some of these things. And, you know, if you're going, if you're spending that much already, do you want to just get a fully mappable ECU at that point? You know, even if it's just injection mm-hmm. or um, uh, ignition based uh, mapping, you know, mm-hmm. you're starting to get into that territory, which is a little bit more configurable. I don't know. It depends on how. Yeah, classic and you and, want and it. the option for a more powerful Spark in in you know um, yeah uh, distributorless setups, you've got a much more powerful Spark, and there is no Mini in the world that has an A series engine in it that doesn't benefit from a more powerful Spark. So yes, um, that's you know, a very good that, point. That that is something that I would say. There is another brand of them um, which I have used as well. I and the name escapes me now. Um, but it's like one, two, three. Oh God, mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of the name of them. I think the likes of Swift Tune and Mini Spares are selling them, uh, and it's an it's it, it it's made in the Netherlands actually, I think, or Norway maybe. Um, huh. But they sell a, a, another mappable same thing with a kind of a, a screwdriver. You put it in, and it you has like tick, tick, tick. Yeah, yeah, exactly, sixteen or twenty maps on it. And I've fitted a few of those, and they've been really brilliant as well. So, um, if anybody um, knows the name of it, uh, flick it into the the chat there um off the top is csi that's exactly it yes yeah that's the one absolutely they're phenomenal as well really really good so there are some things in here i just want to answer from from team ballylock classics okay uh uh one is out of curiosity where did the name bad wolf come from um that name for the mini was provided by my lovely wife um i am a big Doctor Who fan, and for those of you who don't know, Bad Wolf was a theme in, in the uh, David Tennant years, or was it the Christopher Eccleston? I don't remember um, now, but the name, she got me a plate, and it's actually this plate right up here. Um, that was the original Bad Wolf plate that she got me, and then people saw it on YouTube, and it just kind of stuck, and now it's always been Bad Wolf. Um, oh, and so, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah brilliant. it's oh. it was... Uh, very, very, and it's, I don't know, it just feels right too, you know, um, it's, mm. can't quite put my finger on it, but, you yeah. um, and then he also mentioned that the blue mini that I drove at IMM, uh, Alex Toon's old mini, um, still has my classic mini DIY sticker on the back, that's really cool, uh, uh nice, that warm, warms my heart. Oh, <laughs> uh, those classic mini DIY stickers going around, um, I am going <laughs> to take one second here uh, if you don't yes. mind uh, just to uh, give a shout out because uh, I know a lot of people here who are subscribers to my channel are on this live so thank you very much guys who are there we launched mm-hmm. our merchandise um, on on HRE uh, at the the beginning of the week and I have to say thank you so so much to everybody who has supported and bought merchandise uh, you've blown my mind. I had no idea that you were all, you guys were going to come on and buy as much as you did and as often as you did. So thank you guys so very, very much, including you, Mr. Cole. Thank you yes, very sir. much for your purchases. Um, so well, yeah, why don't you give stuff- me that, that URL? I'll pop it on the screen here so people can check it out. I will. Actually, Billy is going to do that now and put it in the... Uh, <laughs> He's going to put it in the chat. Um, uh, He'll give you the direct link to it. It'll be there in two seconds. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, everybody. I really, really, really do appreciate it. And um, all of it will go straight back into the channel, I can guarantee you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some pictures of you guys. There it is there. Thank you so much, Billy. Um, 
I'm looking forward to seeing pictures of you guys wearing your merch now when it, when it gets there and we'll get to see some of those minis out there. So, Absolutely agree. There's some really cool stuff in there too. I mean, uh, you know, the, there are, you know, the mini behind you, I think is, is it on is. some it, shirts. Yeah. There is. And, yeah. There's a cartoonized you know. version, which I absolutely love. Yeah. yeah and hopefully one day you'll, you'll start carrying the shirt that you're wearing too, you know? Oh, that might happen. That mini is also on one of the shirts yes. that is on it right now, but our, our, our 61 Cooper S is on a shirt as well. So we, uh, we, we do love that little car as well. So yeah, uh, I, yeah, these shirts, I know a few people have asked about these shirts and uh, yeah, well, look, we might do a special run uh, of yeah. those shirts. We might get a few of them made and we'll do a little special run and uh, yeah, I'll send one out maybe to the States and then you can send me back one of yours and we'll uh, freak everybody <laughs> out. <laughs> pretend, pretend like it was suddenly I became Irish and you became American. Yeah, I'll shave, <laughs> all my, I'll shave all my hair off and take my glasses off. and uh, Perfect, and I'll get my glasses because I do have some can... and I'll, I'll wear a wig. <laughs> you wear a wig. And, yeah, we'll, we'll sit either side of the screen and you can change my name to Cole and you can be Paul and we'll freak them out. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So it does. Uh, there is one more question here that popped up okay. um, from, from Jamie. Do you have uh, recommendations on right-hand conversions? Um, assuming you are trying to convert your car from left-hand drive to right-hand drive. Um, and if that is the case... I did that on my car. Um, it is pretty straightforward. You are, um, I would recommend getting a new steering rack that is suited for that. Um, technically, you can flip them. Um, it's not what I would do if I were you. Uh, and you can move the pedal box over. The master cylinders get moved over, assuming you have the single line master cylinders. Um, and uh, then you move your, your um, steering rack mount and on the inside. Um, and just run your new shorter lines from the master cylinders to your um, your clutch slave cylinder and uh, to the braking system. So pretty straightforward, actually. It's not that complicated of a process. Okay, that's um, something that I have never experienced. So it is just as well we have you around, Cole, because to me i have no idea i i actually did convert one left hand actually one left hand drive to right hand here but i mean yeah. for me i just i just got a whole lot of right hand drive stuff that i had in my workshop and put it on there yeah i'm sure and, it was uh, just lying around uh, yeah literally and then i i had a pile of left hand drive stuff that i looked at and went i think it's the same but i'm selling it all <laughs> yeah. i'm sure somebody down in in, in, in yeah. the uh, mainland europe will want it <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll 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 take it, and I put it up there as left and right. Oh, we have to do a shout out actually, because um, oh, I see okay. a name, I see a name popping up here in 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 the chat, and uh, yeah. uh, uh, I this person I can imagine is can only be one particular person. <laughs> Indeed, that, that has to be uh, the mother of Cole. I think would that be right? Colin that would Jen? be right. Yeah, either your sister yep. or your mom. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll uh, I love you. I can't see that picture, but hello, mommy uh, Cole. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you are absolutely right. Uh, he is a lovely young man, and uh, yep. if he is uh, of your stock, you did a right job raising him because he's a lovely <laughs> yes. human being. And 
That is indeed I'm my very... mother. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I suppose, I would be killed stone dead if I didn't shout out my own mother. So, Mary Hickey, hello, hello. If you're watching, uh, God love you. But uh, hello, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we see you around. <laughs> she oh, puts up man. with all the minis and her garden, a garden full of cars on a regular basis. So, ah, does she live nearby? Oh, literally, we live on the same piece of land. So, ah, yeah, nice, my, my nice. parents' house and my house are on the same piece of land. So, the property ah. is strewn with bits of minis and Land Rovers. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she must she love you a lot. Oh, she must love me a lot. Yeah, I, I often think if I if I had a son that did that, you know, in some other shape or form with like footballs or something like that, I don't know what what the equivalent would be. I'd kill him so I'm bloody dead. But uh, yeah, she somehow manages to put up with me. So yeah, big Amazing. shout out to Mother Mary. Yeah. So Alrighty. we do have a couple more questions. I think okay. uh, we can round out the, the stream and, and start to wind right. down. Um, got one from Mark B here. And I recently removed my heater and simply rerouted the water return hose, leaving the heater valve in place. Is, it, uh, is the return necessary or would it be okay to replace the takeoff with a blanket plate? Oh, that's a very interesting question. I have um, an opinion about that. I'll let you start, though. Go, go. No, you go. You go, and let me. Oh, okay, okay. Think. <laughs> um, so, so in my opinion, um, because the mini is not especially good at getting coolant to every portion of the the head, um, I lean in the the realm of continuing to get more fluid flowing out of the head. So, keeping that return still channeling water where the heater circuit would have been. Um, into that return just as it would have been from from stock um, blanking that plate technically would force the fluids to uh, avoid going out that circuit and to the the pickup of the radiator but i don't think that i think you're getting more of that hot coolant out of the head quicker which i think would be better um uh, that's my two cents i'm curious to see what you think paul Okay, um, so I did uh, uh, recently enough in a video a bit of a talk about this, um, and I 100% I agree. I would not blank off that, that outlet, especially because I think mm -hmm. Mark is uh, living in hotter climates. Um, I think Mark was the guy who was from California. Was that right? Um, or maybe I'm wrong now, but uh, I, I do think... Um, uh, from hotter climbs. So what I would genuinely say is that I would not blank that off. I am hesitant to say to route the pipe straight back in to, to where it came in on the um, uh, water pump side. So that's the hose that goes from the pump to the bottom of the rad. Uh, and one yep. of the reasons I don't like that is because it kind of causes a return circuit um, which draws warm, can draw warm water back into the block. Um, I did. I did on my video a um, a bit of a thing on this about putting it into the top of the rad. Now I get that everybody is not going to be able to get somebody to modify the rad to put another takeoff in and stuff. But I seen recently a really cool version of this, and what the guy did was on some of the later minis there was a sandwich plate on the top of the thermostat, ah, yes. and he rooted the hose from there back into the sandwich plate. And that is a much better place for the water to go because 
that what every drop of water it. it's go yeah it's going into the rad and hot water rises so it's keeping hot water at the top of the engine and hopefully taking it into the rad it won't go back into the block which is what that's we want to try and get rid of so yeah um if you can get your hands on one of those sandwich plates that sits underneath the thermostat housing uh, i think they still sell them on like mini spares and mini sport and i i imagine on um what's the name of the the the, the supplier that you deal with a lot in the us Cole? oh seven mini parts yeah they they might well stock it as well so or if mm -hmm. they don't i'm sure they could get it so um Absolutely. yeah that yep. that would be my recommendation anyway for that one that's very, very clever. I, I did not even think about that, but it makes complete sense because you are, mm. you know, the, the heater does have like its own kind of cooling effect, you know, regardless, exactly. especially when you're channeling air through it. But in general, you have this mm. heat dissipation unit you're removing. Yeah. And so forcing it into the radiator, that's, that's smart. That's smart. Mm. Yeah, that's what I would go for. All right. Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, here's one. My mini is misfiring or has taken uh, it has taken on dirty fuel. It spits and sputters when I give it my I give it right shoe. That's funny. Um, any tips or ideas, Stephen Ireland? Why don't you start hmm. us off that one? Okay, so it's misfiring. Uh, it has. Spits and sports to me, when you give it shoe, sounds like it's running lean. That's what that sounds mm -hmm. like to me. Um, generally speaking, um, if you give it a bootful and it spits and sports and, and makes banging noises, especially if it's coming from the carburetor, that sounds like it's running lean to me. If it had taken on dirty fuel, I'd be inclined to think you've got a blocked jet in your carb or you've yeah. got um, you've got silt or dirt in your um, float bowl. Is it a HIF or an, uh, a HS carburetor you have, if you know? Um, so if you could let us know. And if, if you're not familiar with the, the difference, if you have an HIF carb, it's got this float bowl underneath. If you have an SU carb or uh, sorry, uh, an HS carb, um, the float bowl sits on the side. Um, that will help us diagnose. Yeah, we might be able to give you a little bit more um, knowledge or give you something on that. Okay. Um, we'll give him a minute. Oh, there we go. Perfect. HS. Right, it's a HS carb. So what I would recommend you do is when the mini is absolutely stone cold freezing, there is three screws on the top of the HIF carburetor or the HS carburetor, should I say, excuse me. Um, and it'll be on the float bowl. So it's the bit that sticks over the side with the fuel pipes going into it. If you pop out those three screws and lift off the uh, lid and have a look in, you're seeing where the fuel is stored in the carburetor while it's waiting to be used by the engine. If that's full of dirt and, and muck, then you're gonna need to clean that out and, and thoroughly wash out up to the jet. Another way you can do that is if you take off the float, uh, sorry, if you take off the dash pot, which is the bit that sits on the top, um, if you take that off and have the cap off, you can use something like carbon choke spray to spray down the jet and blow the dirt back into the float bowl where you should be able to clean it out with a rag or a cloth of some kind. Yep, and to add to that too, in the um, there where your float moves up and down, there is a little valve um, called, uh, I think it's called a, a Viton or Viton valve. Yep, yep. Um, and yep. that 
itself can get gummed up and get stuck. You'd have kind of different behavior, actually. You probably would have more of a rich um, behavior, but I would just make sure that that's cleaned as well while you have it open. Um, And the seal on that that float bowl, they are very, very thin and delicate. Um, So go easy on it. It has a tendency to tear. Um, so I might even order a couple of those uh, beforehand if you have the ability to get those before you do the work on the car. That's a, a really good point. Well made, Cole. Yeah, I would order one of those before I'd go near it. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. because they are, they are soft and they can give problems. So, Alrighty. I think we are going to wrap up the live stream. Uh, I have had an incredible time. It has been wonderful. Um, I really, really enjoy answering these questions, getting to know you guys, and of course, hosting Mr. Paul here. And uh, I'm so glad to make this a regular thing. You know, um, it's going to be a really fun program as we start getting into it. I have to say, I was really excited when you said you wanted to make it like uh, a regular thing. And you know, yes, you know, I, I am going to bang on and say that uh, you know this is something that. Um, I was originally a tiny bit hesitant on because you know it is two hours out of both of our evenings, um, and and there is there is a bit of dollar down to to produce it. But you know what it is? It is great to get a chance to chat to all of you guys, spend a bit of time in the shop, and uh, hang out here. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of months where we get a chance to do this on the regular. Totally. And I think as we're moving forward, we are going to try and start doing these at the end of each month. Um, This one being obviously at the end of June. So you you can kind of look for the next live stream to be at the end of July. Um, And then for August, uh, it might be a little bit towards the middle because I'm going to be on vacation in Iceland at the end of the month. Um, So uh, can't can't do a live stream from there. (laughs) Yeah, you can. (laughs) Get out of here. Call in here on the way by. You're effectively flying over us, so you know you yeah. can you can you can pop in for an hour. We'll do a live stream. It'll be grand. Yeah, you're American. Oh, you're okay. used to of not actually taking a vacation. Like, you know, so oh yeah, yeah. Work from vacation. <laughs> work everywhere. Work, work, work. We <laughs> work every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, oh, I suppose all, all the only other thing I want to say, as I usually do, and and I know. Um, you know, you echo this call. Thank you so much to everybody who's joined. I've been mildly keeping track of uh, the amount of people that are in and out of the room, and I'm chuffed to see that that number has been up uh, so high. Well, I can consider it to be really high. So thank you yeah, guys absolutely. all so much. And you know, I'm seeing the same name that was here two hours ago. Which you know, yep. well done, you guys. There is no way I'd have watched two hours of me yattering <laughs> on. So thank, thank you so much, everybody who has done that. I do really greatly appreciate it. So um, one thing I do want to mention before we wrap this up is that um, you know, as we said a moment ago, Paul did just launch his merch store. If you want to help support his channel, head check that out. Same thing goes for my channel too. I have a merch store, um, but I want to share that love. Paul has some really incredible stuff and some really, really great informative videos. So um, definitely check that out. I, I can't <laughs> wait to get one of those posters of yours up here in the back. So that that is definitely oh, yes. going to be ordered very shortly because they are absolutely <laughs> class. So yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll give Lewis one more shout out. There he is there. Thank you yep. for the evening. Thank you, Lewis, for all of your help and all your support. And uh, we really look forward to it. And I suppose we'll we'll finish as well. We'll give Bill another shout for that really cool, epic intro we have. Thank you very much, Billy. And thank you for helping with the moderation as well today. 
<laughs> yep, exactly. Thank you, Billy. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to finish this with, I'll see you guys on the next one. Yep, and you guys another drill.